There's so many ways women unconsciously settle in life, unknowingly declining the abundance available because of their beliefs. There's so many ways that women say no to their deepest desires because they don't understand how fear and limitations show up in their body. Too many women are saying no to themselves and it impacts all of us. I'm here to change this. I've helped thousands of women say yes to more, leaning in and allowing a life that once felt impossible. If you need one-on-one coaching or would like to join us on one of our retreats, please visit our website at www.basictobougiethepodcast.com. Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, the success coach, and now an author, a certified NLP life, business, and financial coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one-bed mamma-jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Let's dive on in. Happy Sunday, friends. Welcome, welcome. We are back to back this weekend. I could not be happier with this. I did not think I'd have the energy to do it today, but we are here and we are rocking and rolling. So without much further ado, let's dive on in. I'm going to preface this with, I apologize for my voice, but we are where we are. You know, I started on this journey about two weeks ago with a new worksheet that I have out and it's really radical changing for yourself, within yourself, with the relationship you have with yourself and with others. So for the next week or so, we're going to jump in and kind of piggyback off of that because there are some really good nuggets that I am going over and I think that you guys will really enjoy these shorter parts versus hour longs intermittently and I have a zillion notes ahead of me. This is going to be a little bit of a longer one simply because I have 30 questions I want you to ask yourself at the end of this. So let's just dive on in. When people say that you need to love yourself before you can love someone else, what they mean is that if you're subconsciously seeking a relationship to fix your life, give you direction, or make you feel better, you will perpetually choose the wrong person time and time again. And you'll never really have the kind of relationship you ever really want. And unfortunately, what's get, what gets communicated is that you will have to wait until you love yourself and every aspect of yourself and every aspect of your life before you can be worthy of finding and communicating and committing to the right person. Because what it sounds like is if you don't have love, it's your own damn fault. It's because you aren't good enough yet. Because you haven't mastered enough. Because you haven't done enough to earn it. What it sounds like is that you shouldn't accept love until you think you're ready for it. 
and that we are only meant to evolve autonomously. And once we're in a relationship, we can stop. But that's not it. You're not going to ever be ready for love of your life when they show up. Nobody is. And if you deny yourself that relationship because you think you need to do more work beforehand, you're really doing and you're really missing and you're really doing and missing out on the most effective growing tool there is. The grand magnifier of love. It shows you what you love and what you dislike about your life. The right relationship will encourage you to address that fully and work on it. The right relationship will help you learn to love yourself. It is meant to change everything and it always does. So learn to thrive in the meantime. Use the days you have on your own to be your own person and do what you can. Only do it on your own time and by yourself because but you will never confuse that for the idea that you cannot be loved before you are completely loving. That other people are only obligated to be as kind as you are to yourself. That you'll be ready for love when it comes. And yes, the way you treat yourself will dictate and determine how other people treat you. But the work of being a whole, evolved, complete, loved, and loving human is not how well you thrive in isolation and solitude. It's how you can stand up for yourself, demand respect, choose love, and learn to keep it moving and evolving when the person you've always been looking for is finally standing right beside you. Loving yourself is letting yourself be loved too. Now, I know you're thinking, Melissa, holy world, like that's a lot. Like it is a lot. We are, I told you guys in the beginning, we were going to dive really deep this season. And the things I have in store for you are going to make you stop and really go, wow. Because we're so busy looking for the person, right? We're so busy looking for the relationship, but we've missed the major step. We've missed the who are we? Who am I? Who are you? Because we can jump into whatever we want, but until we have the, the parameters, until we have the bullet points of us, right? Until we have our passcode, if you follow us on show, so, socials, then you know what that means. Until we have the passcode, the boundary, then we're just willy-nilly letting anyone in. No, those anyones are scary. They're scary business, Right? I mean, you can't just go get a burger with anybody you want to these days. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. People come in many facades. And in order to know the difference, the first step is loving yourself and knowing that you deserve to be loved too. So, I mean, 30 questions, okay? And I handed this out um, via one of our Skypes or internal meetings. And it is 30 questions you need to ask yourself if you still haven't found the relationship you want. Okay. Do you have your pen? Do you have your paper? If you don't come back to six minutes and 10 seconds. Ready? Here we go. Do you think of relationships as something you earn for being good enough or something you develop when you're strong enough to open your heart? 
Two, what does love mean to you? Is it just a good feeling? Is it companionship? Is it comfort? Is it direction for the future? Three, how could you possibly get those things in your life if not through the company and proclamation of undenying intimacy from someone you probably don't even know yet? Four, if the love of your life would reflect all of your unhealed issues, mirror your flaws, if we will, and bring your deepest insecurities to light, would you be ready to be in a relationship with them? When they know your deepest, darkest secrets? And I'm just talking about the... I'm not just talking about that you eat Cheetos at night. I'm talking about the intimate stuff, right? Because everybody has it. The real ones are talking about it. The other ones, not so much. They want to pretend like it never happened. They don't understand that in between that is where the damage lies and the creation of more damage and more damage and more damage. And if you've listened previously, we've talked about legacy and you can't create a legacy build on nonsense. And that's the truth. And you can create the same life over and over and over again by spinning the same bullshit and the same crap time and time again to the same person or a different person in a different version of a different body, but thinking and acting and being the same. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You want change? Be the change. Do the change. It's work. You go to the gym every day to work on your body. You got to go to the, the, the sanctity of yourself, the interworkings of yourself to fix your mind. Your mind and your body are a unit. You can't have one without the other because if not, you're out of whack and you're walking around messing up other people's children because nobody checked you. Check yourself. Five, do you try to relate to other beings or do you try to act superiority over them. Do you want to connect or do you want to correct? Do you want to seem impressive or do you want to seem corrective? Do you engage in discussion to learn or to sell or tell someone your way of thinking so you feel supported, so you feel inferior? Six, are you thinking about your loved one more than you're actually living like you do? Have you developed a plan to find the kind of love you think you're desperately missing? Seven, if you were to develop a plan to find the kind of love, what would it look like? What do you need to do? What could you try? Where could you go? We speak often about love languages. What's yours? You know, you, I stand firmly in this. You can't properly love someone unless you know their love language. There's five. I encourage you to find your love language. I encourage you when you find your person to know their love language. Because some speak cat and some speak dog and you could be speaking all you want, but nobody's going to hear you if they don't understand your language. And that's a fact. Seven, if you were to, if you were to develop a plan to find that kind of love, what does it look like? What do you need to do? What could you try? Where could you go? I think I just said that. I'm not sure. I apologize. Eight, if the prospect of online dating, being set up by friends, and generally putting yourself out there less comfortable than the idea that you could possibly spend the next few years or longer by yourself is worse, which one would you do? 
if any. Because if not, what are you going to do? Do you think that you can just sit there and things are going to attract to you without a plan? Without a mark? Right? Because here's the thing. We think we're more important than we actually are in this world. Right? There's so many of us. There's so many of us. And in a very, very, very limited amount, we have groups of people. Look around at your group. Do you like their life? Do you want to listen to their advice? Do you want to be them? Do you like how their marriage is? Do you like how their relationships are? Because at the end of the day, you are who you surround yourself with. You really, really are. We can all say we have tons of friends and we have tons of things, but I say this often. Stop saying the world is your friend. Let's put them where they need to be. That's my neighbor. That's my associate. That is my best friend. That's my girlfriend. That's my acquaintance, right? Because not everybody's our friend. We sit here and we have conversations with people. And the first time someone tries to talk about somebody with me, I automatically shut down. Because if they're going to talk to you about someone, they're going to talk about you to someone. And that's facts. You know, the world we live in is so big. We get so bogged down by the small things, the small towns, the small places, the small people, the small minds that we forget. It's a pin size on the map of the world and life to which we live upon. You want better? Do better. You want to be better? Be better. But the reality is that we live in a life where people believe that they truly are the actual business. And it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. Sometimes people just aren't going to like you. And no matter what, no matter when, and no matter how, you can't change that. So I like to call it the I don't give a damn method. And you do you. Because you know what makes people wildly insane, I have found? Is when you strive for your own personal excellence and you achieve all of your goals, nothing makes people more angrier than to see you achieve and strive in life when they're still sitting in their own minutia and when they're still sitting in the same boring life, in the same boring town, in the same boring circle, doing the same monotonous BS now, today, five years from now, and 10 years from now, when everybody else in the same said circle that you're dealing with is growing and evolving and changing. Why? Because of listening and doing the work. You know, you can't just sit around all day and talk mess on people. You can't just sit around all day and wish your life would change. You can't just sit around all day and wish your life away. You have to actually do things, right? I think that's why you're here. I think that's why you're listening to me. Because you know, in order to go through it, you have to grow through it. And growing through it requires deep commitment. You know, there's, there's, there's so many people who want to be like, up, 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 right? But what are they up, 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 up in their life? So many p- uh, finger pointers, so many finger pointers. But if we turn that finger and point it right back at you, what are we pointing at? Let's open up your life. Let's dissect that. But here's the thing. People who are truly happy don't have to do that. We simply just don't care. We simply just don't care what the Joneses are doing because we're too busy building the other. 
The other side of the Joneses, the Jans, we'll call them the Jans. I don't know. I don't think that needs a label. You get the point. You get the point. Nine, are you open to the fact that you're looking for love? If you're trying to play it like you're cool being single, you're going to miss out on the opportunities to meet friends of friends simply because they don't know you're willing. What makes you happy aside from affection from other people? That was 10. Sorry. 11. If you decide to take control of your relationship, destiny today, as opposed to just waiting for it to happen when it's meant to, what would you start doing differently? 12. Do you think a great relationship is something you find or something you develop and strengthen over time? 13. Do you believe that people who are more beautiful, successful, smart, talented, or in other ways superior have more love than you could ever? 14. Have you ever taken an honest look at the people around you who have love and evaluated them on that same scale of attractiveness and intelligence and intelligence and superiority? 15. If you did that, what would you find? Now, if you go back two minutes, you just heard my whole rant on that. And I wouldn't really call it a rant because it's factual. I hear the heartache of people and their meanness and their unkindness all day long. And if you, my listeners, could hear the heartache and heartbreak on the other ends of the phones, the computers, the tablets, from things and people who just didn't have to say that unkind word, send that misguided text, or the thought that they thought they knew what was happening and had no real clue or idea other than what was put in their mind by poof, a thought. Change starts within. Character is who you are when no one else is looking. Who are you? 16. Would it blow your mind to learn that relationships aren't just nice? They are the stitching that keeps the patchwork of this entire damn world together and that spending as much time and energy on them as you would anything else that matters would not only be essential but crucial to fulfilling your highest purpose as a human being. 17. Would it blow your mind to learn that even people who are surrounded by friends in seemingly happy relationships with families to return to every holiday, and then some are sometimes still crippling, cripplingly lonely because it's a matter of how you connect, not who you have around you, how you connect, thus why the people around you matter. How's the connection? How's your communication? What bullshit are you putting on the table that no one's eating? There is accountability to be had. I'm so sorry. I have to take a drink. 18. Are you aware of what your needs are in a long-term relationship? You know, we all think we want to be in this really long-term, great, grandiose relationship, but are you? (laughs) Are you? I mean, I know people who want to be in relationships so flipping bad, but refuse to do the work. Where's your stability? Where's your steady Eddie, right? 
You know, you can't just wake up one day and want to be in a relationship. What do you bring to the table? Because two people cannot possibly, without a doubt, make it to that dinner setting every night of the week without laying it on the table and each person bringing something to the table. Because until you're in a committed or married situation, that 80, 20, 70, 30 rule does not come into play. While you are dating, honey, you are still that prize. You are still that prize. You know, a lot of people forget what it took to get them is what it takes to keep them. And even when you're married, stop not dating your spouse. I've seen so many relationships ruined by the simple fact that you think just because you get them, you get to then turn into who you once were. Absolutely false. You know, we as a society have somehow turned in this generation where women are no longer women and men are no longer men and people don't understand feminine and masculine energy and they don't understand that if there was a man who showed up in his masculine energy and a woman showed up in her feminine energy with a masculine side that we would then sit for a man if he showed up in protection, with protection, and who could flip and lead. All these people are going around wanting to be a leader. All these freaking Indians, all of them, right? Everybody wants to be one. Everyone's the chief. Everyone's the chief of this. Everyone. But nobody else is willing to put their pride aside and say, this is where I fall. This is where I lag. This is where I need help. Can you help me? I really want to be your partner in life. I need help. I'm in this to win this. But how do we do this together? No one wants to take off the shield. No one wants to put it down and show vulnerability. But you see, that's where the goods are. That's where you find out long-term commitment. It doesn't just happen overnight. You can date someone for a year and it can be roses and everything can be great and it can be Louboutins and it can be Porsches and Louis Vuittons and all the things, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't know this person, really know this person. I mean, have the conversations about like, where do you want to be in three months, six months, a year, three years, five years? How's your parental unit? How's your family? You know, why did you and your ex break up? And it wasn't just, oh, every past relationships was the other person's fault because that's in fact survey says I'll take five lying for 500, Alex, because that's impossible. A relationship, someone in a relationship who has a ton of shitty relationships, it always can't just be somebody else's fault. They definitely have a part to play. I can guarantee that. You know, and that's where this starts. In addition to all of that is accountability. Where does the accountability come in? And that's what put this all in action for me with my clients, with this podcast, is the accountability, the vulnerability, the people being unhappy. We are all wanting the connection and the relationship and the, and the freedom within that relationship to be ourselves and to be loved for ourselves. You know, and let's not, you know, there's a whole other side of that. Like our friendships. Like I believe that there's soulmates and friends. I believe there's soulmates in your partners. I believe there's soulmates in all different areas of your life. But that's a whole other topic and we'll get, we'll get to that another day.
Okay. I think I'm at 17. I totally forget now, but let's just go to 17. Would it blow your mind to learn that even people who were surrounded... Oh, nope. That was 17. We read that. 18. Are you aware... Well, we did that too. 19. Are you willing to advocate for those needs if you aren't be, if they aren't being met, or would you forego doing so for the sake of seemingly more likable to your partner? 20. If you find the relationship you've been dreaming of and that it doesn't work out, would you change? And what would your new game plan be if so? Boy, this is difficult. I'm so sorry. My throat is not is not kind to me today. 21. Would it surprise you to know that the most overlooked key to a happy, healthy relationship is the belief that even if said relationship dissolved, you could still carry on as a functioning, thriving human being? 22. Could it possibly, could it possibly be that you're not alone right now because you're broken or unloved, but because there is something profound and divine that you must discover and it is only knowable through solitude? If you knew that love, that the love of your life was on their way and that this time and at this time in your life was only temporary, what would you do with the nights you have alone? What would you invest your efforts in? Would you write a book? Would you still scroll through Facebook? Because developing relationship with friends or envying people who have love or learning to meditate or taking a swig of wine every time you feel the slightest bit uncomfortable, mm, not sure your partner kind of wants that in their life, or maybe they do, and who are we to judge? But you've got to figure that out because who you are alone and who you are in a relationship shouldn't really differ. It shouldn't be a different place in a different space. It should be, you're in this, this is who I am, and this is who we are together. Because listen, I'm a whole Chinese and Netflix kind of night person. And if you can't do that, we are not compatible. You should know that in advance. What do I like to do alone? Oh my gosh, a ton of things. My partner would know that. But if you're doing shit alone that really sucks, your partner's not going to like it. And it's going to come out in the end. So you should probably tidy up your house. 23, if you, oh, read that, 24, do you assume other people are doing you a favor by giving you love and spending time with you? Do you think that you're a charity case? Do you think that you're not worthy of love? Because if you do, then you need to give yourself some softness. You need to give yourself some compassion and find and figure out all the beautiful things that you are because you are and there is all of them within you. 25. Do you ever think about the fact that they likely are just as hungry for love as you are? Because some of these, some of these questions, as you see, I'm getting here are trying to weed out the narcissistic behaviors because a lot of people have them. Unfortunately, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing and it's devouring our connections to people. Do you ever, 26, do you ever think about what you can give to a relationship as opposed to what you can take? Because giving is also a love language. Taking is also a narcissist. 27, are you committed to a lifetime of growing with 
and alongside another human being? Or is your mental image of love something that allows and supports unconditional acceptance that is, in reality, complacency? 28. Are you willing or ready to let go of every perceivable notion I'm sorry, every preconceivable notion that you had about how love would come, what it would look like, and what your partner would look like, because you need to. 29, what are you willing to suffer for in this lifetime? Because you suffer over your fears, your thoughts, your work. What about the one thing that's actually worth it? Are you willing to give it your all, fail a few times, and then reach the end love, commitment, only to find that dating was the walk before the run in the beginning of the real work. Because everybody's so gun flipping hoe on wanting to be in that said relationship, but nobody wants to do the work. They want the easy. You want the easy. You know what happens when you want the easy? You get the easy. You get the four, not the 10. You want a 10, you got to do the work. And that's fine. If, if you want a four, that's fine. And I use this analogy a lot. And I also use, and you've heard me say a thousand times, you know, we hear all over, if he wanted to, he would. If she wanted to, she would. Well, unfortunately, some people are really a four and they're doing the best that they can. They're wanting to, if they would, is what you're seeing. They just can't beat that barrier of a four. They can't be who you need. And friends, that's the hardest lesson to learn. We can love them so flipping much, but they cannot be what we need. And in order to do it, you would have to let go of everything that has designed you. And I'm telling you, you will hate them and you will grow to despise them over time. Very small people can get over that. Very few people have. And if you can, I applaud you. It is a very difficult feat, but time and work could possibly help. But I'm telling you, this is why doing the work helps. Write down who you want. Write down on a list. Get your vision board out. What kind of person do you want? What kind of future do you want? What do you want in your life? Do you want a house? Great. Clip it out. Put it on your board. Do you want a beautiful person? What does that mean to you? Is it looks? Is it inside? Is it family? You know, there's people out there with kids. Do you, how do you know somebody wants to be your, your, your stepmom? How do, you, how do you know any of that? You know, you've got to be specific. You can't just free willy-nilly put into the universe, I want a person. Well, go to the drive-thru. You know, it's like Burger King. Have it your way. There you go. Or do you want an actual life partner? Because if you want a life partner, then that life partner is going to already be doing these things that I've already told you because they're putting in the work. They're working on themselves. They're finding the flaws within themselves and the inabilities to be the people they want to be. And they're saying, you know what? I've had enough of my own shit and this is who I'm going to be. And this is how I'm going to get there. I'm making a plan. I'm following through. And I am going to find what I want in this world, whether it's my life, my career, my my finances, my partner, whatever it is. Because anything can be accomplished. Anything can be accomplished that you want. You just have to have a plan and you have to do the work and you have to stop allowing yourself to give yourself excuses because excuses are nothing but a runaround that will keep you in the same spot you are today for the next decade plus. 30. Are you ready 
to let it gut you out and help make you the person you were intended to be. What do I mean by gut you out? I mean by, do you need to cry that out? Do you need to sit down and journal that shit, babe? Do you need to have that deep, hard belly cry? Because you know what? I have found from personal experience, once you have that deep gut reaction, it's all uphill from there. Right? If you've if you've worked through journal that shit, girl, my my first book. If you've if you've worked through that, that's three hundred and sixty five days of journaling your way to gratitude. Then you know a lot of what I'm saying. If you've listened to our podcast, you've heard some of these things, but not in the same way. I want to say it's hard. It's hard being a human and people shouldn't make your life harder and the people you're with should make you want to be a better person and if they're not making you be a better person and they're giving you crappy advice, reevaluate your circle. Stop listening to other people who don't have to bear the outcome and the weight of the decision that you have to make off of what they want you to do. You know, it's interesting. You can always tell when someone's around someone new because they talk different, they act different. They sway different. They move different, right? The words are different. And you can always tell when someone doesn't have enough backbone to stand on their own feet and make their own decisions. Or they just want to be liked. And it's like high school again. And we're just picking and choosing and being the mean person or being the whomever. And so in that case, friends, I say send them love and light and let them go. Because no one's going to change and it's all going to be the same. Except for you listening right now. Because you're going to change. This is going to be different. You're going to find what you want. And so it is. Whew, that was good. That was wild. Here we go. So this is what's going to be going on for the next probably week or two. I'm going to try to jump on as much as possible. We are really busy. It is... um, about to be beach season too. So we'll be coming to you from the new um, beach spot. So for Basic to Bougie, I'm Melissa and we'll see you when we see ya.